podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello everyone, you're back once again listening to the greatest show on Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I am Jack Graham, you're listening to Saturday Draft Live, in which you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor and all good podcasts and websites. We've got our Twitter page, Suplex Retweet, we've got the community page where I post midweek updates, but apparently that was never a thing until this week when I became top of the table according to three of the folk in this draft, but you know, that's by the by, it's... We don't, we, don't, we don't listen to the haters in this show. But find us there on our community page on Facebook. And we also have our Instagram, Suplex Retweet as well. A website of our back catalogue of shows. Shows you should keep an eye out on. We've got Central. That happens every week. We talk about all the greatest news in the world of wrestling. Uh, this week's past feature show was the one-year anniversary of Fox. Uh, Smackdown Live on Fox Network, hosted by Ryan Gallagher. That was a fun show to... To listen to and uh, Dave, you were part of that as well, weren't you? That's right, yeah. I think I was part of Feature and Central this week. Uh, and on Central, we also had an appearance from Mirror Sports uh, WWE writer John Isherwood. So uh, be sure to check that out as well. I definitely was, it was a, a very good, very good show, both to listen to. And then uh, we have last night, I believe, David Campbell went live with his Conspiracy Theory YouTube channel and he gave his predictions on what would happen at night one of the draft. Some of them some of them came true, as, as far as I'm aware, when listening to that. So clearly he's a, he, he knows what he's talking about when it comes to the draft. But you should all tune in on Monday, which is a wee schedule change to the feature show as I'm hosting our WWE draft show in which we will talk about last year's draft. We'll talk about our favourite moments of the draft review night one and speculate what's going to happen in night two but I guess the the big thing that's going on as well with uh, David Campbell being mentioned here is uh, Scott Quiz Showdown 4 is coming out next Sunday Yeah, Sunday October 18th Quiz Showdown 4 the uh, the showdown everybody's been waiting for me versus David Campbell because you know what that YouTube channel needs is more buddy David Campbell he's, he's, he's far too frequently on that channel and I think he needs to be taking down a peg I cannot wait to see you doing that and then also speaking about this bloody YouTube channel that David Campbell seems to occupy we've got this book it show and which boys I know you, you are going to be involved in this uh, this book it challenge that's mm-hmm. going on we're pitting up against like each other well I'm not going up against yours but uh, so you, you may recall that there was a a show on the extra feed which myself and Ross McLeod had in lockdown every week uh, the, the Raw Report it was called we'd be on every week and we'd review it well I'd say we'd be on every week I was on every week sometimes Scott would fill in and Ross just decided he couldn't be bothered or he was moving house and he just couldn't get quote unquote internet in the house but uh, it's, this may sound that I'm, I'm batting up Ross McLeod Ross I, I did not want this to happen I've solely blamed this and David Campbell by pitting two great friends against each other but I'm being professional with this rivalry and I can't wait to wipe the fucking floor with you son on the <laughs> kit yeah uh, we've got a, a bracket and everything uh, which I'm allowed to reveal here 
uh, myself taking on our good friend Strack, and the winner of that will face the winner of Alan taking on Sarah Grieve, and uh, the winner of UV Ross, which obviously will be yourself, will face the winner of our own David Hockney taking on Ryan Gallagher, mm-hmm. and then winners of those two will face each other in a final, and the winner wins the Booker T. Rofe at the end of all this. <laughs> Great prize, I think you could fight for in a, a thing like this. That's a hell of a prize. Yeah, so basically, one way or another, I hope one of you guys will win the, one side of the bracket, and I'll worry about Strack and whoever comes out on top of Alan V. Sarah, and like you said, we have to book various cards. Uh, I, me and Strack have to book a card for a TNA pay-per-view using only the roster from 2007. Uh, Alan and Sarah are booking Evolution 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> uh, Dave and Ryan are booking a TakeOver reunion show. He's mm-hmm. past NXT stars, current NXT stars. And Ross and Jack are doing a WWE versus WCW show using only the people who are on the roster around April 1999. It's a, it's a tough one. That I was, I'm not, I'm not well versed in that time. But you know, I've been, I've been doing my research. I've been, I've been getting on it. But I feel like I'm, I'm stuck in a, between a rock and a hard place with that book. It show to be honest, because it's, it's safe to say that I'm beating Ross McLeod, right? We, we know that's a thing. But I could potentially come up against David Hockney in the next round. Mm-hmm. And you know how much of a fan of NXT I am, and I've been waiting for this opportunity for a while to book my very own takeover card using the NXT superstars of past and present. But I've never had any problems with Ryan Gallagher at all. In fact, I've done multiple shows with him in the last few weeks over the space of, uh, you know, lockdown and stuff. And I've come to really admire and respect how much he actually knows about the WWE product, not just NXT, but also SmackDown as well, given that he hosted anyway back to the wrestling. So... I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a very, very hotly contested feud, but the results are always going to be the same. I'll progress forward, and I'll go on to face my SDL co-host, Jack Graham. Mate, I forgot that was actually a show anyway, back to the wrestling. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got to be careful, Ross. You know, he's that, he's that type, you know, he'll, he'll put off doing things and then he'll fucking blank through his homework at the last minute and somehow... Managed to while his way through. He's that type of bastard, that Ross. So <laughs> he, 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 he either sack it or he just won't show up and go on holiday again. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not worried. You know, I mean, you like you said are being we're being very professional, but in our group chat, I mean, Ross is showing his, his true colours and what he truly thinks of you. So, well, you need to go in that again, but he's set about him, son. I know, and they. Like the hypothetical situation of say David Hockney a few lose, I cannot wait to slap that idiot Ryan Gallagher silly. If it does so happen that he be, I don't think it will. Obviously, you know you are the far superior uh, wrestling intellectual mind. You know mm-hmm. what you are. You're on this show for a reason, and uh, Ryan Gallagher pretty much does nothing now. So I've got no problems. But if he does beat you, don't worry. I will. I will avenge you, Dave, and I will make sure he doesn't want to return to this podcast. It's a win-win for you, Jack. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but we'll we'll go back to the most important thing in this network, as I said, the the ESSR draft, Saturday draft live. We'll go with top three of the week, and this is quite a surprising top three of the week. It's three that's not not often you see these three up in the top. Uh, and Dave will start from third place to thirteen points. Mm-hmm. Eo Shirai, part of Stevenson team, 
is maybe kept him just above the relegation a bit with a successful title defence at takeover against Candice LeRae. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was much needed uh, on the part of Stephen because he was trailing in the table and in points a bit. So I actually was a bit sceptical about this title match because I actually thought Candice was going to win, you know, whether it was by nefarious means or not. And But, you know, fair play to, to Io Shirai. You know, I think she had a very... Very good match with Candice. It might not have been as good as TakeOver Toronto, but the storytelling and, you know, the involvement of Johnny Gargano getting involved as well just added a little bit more drama and storytelling to it, which I think was was very much needed for uh, this sort of TakeOver match. And it looks like she's got new, some new challengers in the form of Tony Storm and Ember Moon. So we could see some more title defences and more appearances for EO in the, in the future. So that's a, a very much-needed big points getter for Stevie. Uh, it's, uh, obviously, Candice LeRae forms part of a uh, Grant's team, and Grant would have been hoping, obviously, that she would eventually win. There's, we were kind of, we all thought one of the Garganos would win and take over and take a belt, but clearly n- none of them did. But uh, there's there's very good things coming, both Gargano and Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae's way, you know what I mean? They're like, they, they both feature prominently in the show every week they're getting about two appearances at a time and they might wrestle and they probably even win on NXT most of the time so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too worried in that front for Grants the, the, West, the rest of the team we should maybe be concerned about but we we spoke the first or second show of this season uh, David Campbell made a captaincy switch from Selena Vega to Seth Rollins and we were like that was a pretty a pretty quick captaincy change but his new captain, Seth Rollins, Scott, he finds himself in second place in the top three of the week with 14 points after appearing multiple times on Raw, getting a, a tag team victory as well, and also appearing on SmackDown during the draft last night. Uh, I'd say his character's changes proved dividends, hasn't it? Yeah, very much so, because you know, Seth has been really a frequent appearer in the top three, would have been probably in previous seasons, but I think it's one of the first times we've seen him in the top three this season. And, you know, he's only going to appear more on SmackDown because obviously he's a prominent star wherever he goes. But also the Mysterios have went over at SmackDown as well. So clearly that feud must continue as much as we all didn't want it to. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I thought I'd been it being over. But uh, I, Dave, you know, we did speak about Seth Rollins quite a bit. I was, I've always been a big fan of the Monday Night Messiah. Now that he's on SmackDown... Mm-hmm. Also, we thought that this whole thing with Mysterios would be over with, but it seems that that feud's going to drag over. Do you think it will last the remainder of this season, or do you think it will be a quick stop-start at Hell in a Cell? Uh, it's hard to say, really, because we we did see rumours floating around that Seth Rollins was going to be a, a hot favourite to be drafted to SmackDown in the first round, which, which did happen. But I honestly thought that was going to be the end of the Rey Mysterio feud, because this has been going on since like ever since like Becky Lynch announced her pregnancy and Rey Mysterio had that back in, backstage interaction with Rollins. But the fact that it's still going on this long, I think it's just getting to that point where you, you've either got to give it a satisfying conclusion or you have to, you know, otherwise it's just going to drag on. But Hell in a Cell might not be the place to do it. I think they could probably extend it out to Survivor Series, but we'll just have to wait and see. I think it was the uh, night after Money in the Bank where Seth first attacked Ray's eyes, so that's how long it's been going on for. 
I know this is it's, it's, it's like what, six months or something like that. Oh yeah, Five, six months. Every time it feels like the Mysterios are finally going to get the big win and the blow off, they either continue or Seth immediately gets a win after it. But uh, our number one other week after a successful title defence against Kyle O'Reilly, which was an absolutely fantastic match. Unfortunately, he broke his jaw in two places, but he still managed to appear on NXT for Ryan Gallagher. 15 points, Finn Balor, Scott. Uh, I was a pretty safe bet to say that Kyle O'Reilly wasn't going to win. Obviously, we saw stuff happen during that match as well. Uh, my own Adam Cole was attacked by... Uh, oh, why is his name? Rich Holland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, attacked at that. But then obviously, he broke his leg on NXT, so I don't know what's going to happen there. They were potentially writing Adam Cole off with a kayfabe injury. But uh, one, that's, one that could be questionable was that Obviously, a broken jaw isn't a... It's an injury, but it's not as big an injury as what Karrion Cross had, but Finn Balor's being kept with the NXT title and Karrion Cross is not. I was a bit surprised that they did that. What, what's your take on it? I think it's just the severity of the, the injury. I think the case of, like, you probably know how long it's going to take for Balor to recover. I think they know realise they probably keep the belt on him, whereas Cross, I think, needed surgery. So he's obviously been out for a good few months. So I think in this case, it's wise to keep the belt on Balor because not only is it would be another NXT title like vacation in as many months, but it would be a second time that Balor's had to vacate a title as well. So I don't think they want a repeat of that. And like that's why I was surprised when I seen Rollins on here because like Balor and Shirai, I get because they had that, they had like successful title retentions. At Takeover, and we talked about this before we start recording, but obviously this is do with Rollins appearing frequently and being a captain. But I, I, I assumed that the, all three people would be uh, would be Takeover heavy because it was a it was a big night Takeover for a lot of people. I think it was a, some easy points for Ryan getting Balor retaining, and also Santos Escobar retained over Swerve Scott. Uh, whereas Grant is just things have just gotten worse for him, given that both Gargano and Larry failed to capture gold. Uh, it's, a, it's a sorry time for Grant and we'll, just, we'll, we'll go over that just now with the, the top 11 of our week so far you know the, the midweek update's over and there has been some change but, you know I, just, I, I try to provide you know the, the listeners just like updates as much as I can get some interaction you know what I mean boys and mm-hmm. I'm getting lambasted mm-hmm. yep. for it yeah people are like oh but this, this week's not over your wife and the scores are now Oh, Saturn's not us. Absolutely, Friday. And yes, if only we had some way of letting people know the day after Friday, like say Saturday, like say a podcast format <laughs> where we would talk about the leaderboard. Yeah, and it's called and the clue is in the title: midweek update. <laughs> like it's. I mean, what like, else do you want us to say? Like, because like, there's been a pay per view on like the Saturday from AEW or on the Sunday, and then Monday, and then Dark and Dynamite. The so, so a lot of stuff could have happened midweek. I know. Uh, I, I, I'll just I'll, I'll put it out there right now. On Thursday after Dynamite, we'll talk about Dynamite in a bit because that'll that'll play quite an important part in how the draft will look next week. I will provide another midweek update, and I will still be at the top of the table. So, Grant, uh, Grant, David, Ryan, shove up your ass. <laughs> uh, not me, by the way. He's referring to the. I was going to say like. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, don't worry, Dave. That wasn't for you. I uh, listen, listen. Call me, call me David. Okay, refer to Campbell as as goat. <laughs> refer to him as prick. That's what I refer to. Him as. 
but we'll go with the top 11. Obviously, we were talking about Grant's team there, and he's in a bit of a sorry way. He's, he could be set for relegation. Uh, Purgatory has just been called in 67 points. Uh, Campbell, he was bottom for the majority of this season, but he's now 10th on 76. But, Scott, you're one and a half points ahead of him in ninth. What's happening, boy? All right. Let's talk about this, shall we? Right, please, I please Cody. Cody, with your stupid just for men haircut and your daft reality show, had to take your weeks off and then come back and win the title off uh, Brody, you know, the Mr. McMahon character, you know, prove you've made it and you're out on your own, you fucking fell end. <laughs> and not only that, but then on SmackDown, the only reason Campbell is up is because not only is the appearance of Rollins, but Big E won a match against Sheamus, my, one of my picks as well. On the only times that we decided, let's not have a feud go on for months and months. Let's actually blow off a feud. I now you decide to do that. And then the new day, like Woods and Twitty Kofi come back, after, and in the first night back, they beat Cesaro and James for the tag team titles. Cesaro and Naka. then after the Raw. Like, like, what the actual fuck is happening here? I am I'm having, I'm throwing myself here on a grenade in order for my fellow Saturday Draft Live co host to make it to the top for Jack. To be a first-time winner, so that all three of us can say that we have won. That I've clearly having to make sacrifices. I will do everything I can right now to remain in ninth or eighth place. I have got feel David Campbell grabbing at my leg, and I'm kicking him away like get, get off, get the fuck get away, get away. Ah, <laughs> uh, like everything that can go wrong clearly has gone wrong. You know, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. I think this week or last week, whenever it was, failed to defeat Nia and Shayna, which I, I knew probably was a likelihood. John Spears suddenly decided, oh, I don't fancy appearing on Dark every week and winning matches. Oh, that's nice of you. And my one hope is currently Hikaru Shida, who, uh, who is defending her title on the anniversary edition of Dynamite next week. My, it's a... Uh, this anniversary edition of Dynamite, as, as I said before, it could it could change the draft up quite a bit. It could, even, it could change up for uh, both of us. Scott will come next week. We'll talk about that. And a wee bit. Uh, Stevens in eighth place, eighty-three points. You're not. You're only like five and a half points behind him. He just had a really good week with Io Shirai, but that's that's by the by. Uh, quite a bit of a jump to Ross McLeod in seventh position, a hundred points. Gary is sixth place, one hundred six and a half. Something that we speculated could have happened with Allen's team that he dropped down after the very good performance of Asuka at Clash of Champions. He's fifth, one hundred fourteen and a half points. Dave. You dropped out the top three last mm. night in your fourth 119 points. How are you feeling? I'm still feeling okay. I mean, it's only one and a half points of difference between myself and Ryan. And there's still another night of drafting to come up because at the moment my team's very sort of raw heavy. So if I can get a couple of my members over to SmackDown, I think Braun Strowman looks like he could be one of them. And also possibly Apollo Crews as well. That would be magic. Something I'm fearing, though, as you said, for Ryan Gallagher, he's in third place, 120.5 points. His captain, Roman Reigns, has got a title defence next Friday. Mm. So that could potentially increase the gap between you two if you don't have much of a good week. Yeah, that's true. But it could also either end in a count-out or a DQ. So mm-hmm. Roman could still like retain, but you know, you never know if, Jimmy, if Jay comes out and attacks... Uh, actually no that wouldn't make sense and then Roman would still get the DQ win uh, <laughs> yeah I think I'm buggered with this uh, this title match next week <laughs> who's it, who's it next week 
Sorry, I haven't watched all of SmackDown. It just infuriated me. Uh, Roman's facing Braun for the Universal title next week. Which pretty much, I, I think that pretty much uh, clarifies that Strowman might be going to SmackDown. Yeah, I think he's already on SmackDown. I think people just forgot. Well, yeah, he's, a, but he's appeared more on Raw lately. Yeah, I think they said on Raw that uh, he was a SmackDown superstar, so they couldn't uh, officially book him in a match with Keith Lee unless it was unsanctioned. And that's think, why it went off. I think the thing with uh, Ryan is he said he's had a good week, given as I said, Santos and then Finn Balor retaining, mm. and obviously way Roman just way appearing on SmackDown is always going to get him points. So even if like Balor doesn't appear for a while after this. He still got Roman. They really hold up the team because Roman's like Roman's a top star. Like no matter what. Yeah, Roman ah, Reigns right. is currently uh, fifth in the top ten at minute, forty nine points. And he because he wasn't part of last season as well. He is technically classified as a newcomer this season. He's the second highest newcomer as well, only second to the the Heart Business with uh, Gary's tag team sixty points for the Heart Business. Uh, so the top two has been a top two quite quite frequent for a wee while, but there's a bit of a change. Daniel Campbell, 132 and a half points. You know, I've I've spoke a lot a lot that I've I intend to win and that I'd uh, wipe the floor Daniel Campbell. But that's a professional rivalry. There's no bad blood here. We're just, we're just doing it for the sake of the draft. You know, we both came into this podcast at the same time. Uh, one of us were going to win this at some point, and it's the shame it's going to be me because I'm. Top of the table, 141 and a half points. Um, quite a bit ahead of Daniel Campbell after a good uh, retention with the brush of greatness for FTR. And you had Rhea Ripley appear in TakeOver. And then I went on NXT. Adam Cole appeared multiple times. NGF still appearing. Only one that's maybe a bit of bite in my team right now is Mickey James. I broke nose. But what, what can be done about that? But that is our top 11 of the week. But before we kind of close off, I alluded to it before, AEW's one-year Dynamite anniversary comes up on Wednesday. And I believe that all titles are up for grabs here. We'll start off just just because I'm hosting, we'll go with my my title match first, the FTRs. uh, I don't know if it's a brush of greatness, actually, because Best Friends earned the number one contender shot. I don't know if this will be the 20-minute limit or the 60-minute limit up against uh, Best Friends. Dave... What's your uh-huh. thoughts? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but are they not facing the Hybrid 2 this week? Well, that, was this, that was this week. We're talking about next week. Oh, right. My mistake. Next uh, oh, so next week they're facing best friends. Uh, hmm. I mean, it could certainly... I think it'll be a pretty surprisingly good match. And, you know, best friends have been a very consistent tag team on Dark and Dynamite for the past year. But I am leaning towards an FTR win for... For you, Jack, and you know what? I'll I'll be the same as Scott. If need be, if this is what it takes to help you win this draft, I'll happily accept a loss for best friends. I appreciate that. I appreciate that from you too. Uh, but next we have Scott McLeod. You're an Rashida. It's got Hartley on the line. I, I, I believe you may have some news. Yeah, uh, I think it'll come as no surprise to anybody that I'm uh, switching my captaincy. Uh, from Mr. Brody Lee to Hikaru Shida uh, because, well, Brody Lee obviously was a big blow to my team losing the TNT title, which means I should probably swear off that title altogether 
given that I thought Lance Archer was going to be the first champion in season five, and that didn't work out. So just avoid the TNT title at all costs. And honestly, if this backfires and Ishida loses the title on Dynamite, I might just swear off AEW altogether going forward in this draft. But given that it's a random TV match, Swole only won a match last week against Junior Deep, and then suddenly has announced, oh, by the way, she's got this match. And I think she just got some unfaced business with Nyla Rose and obviously a future match with Britt Baker. I think you keep the belt on her for now until at least just around full gear time. I think she's going to keep the belt. So, yeah, I think for now, points-wise, it's easy for me to have her as my captain because Mr. Brody Lee might still appear and he'll probably have a rematch against Cody. But I'm not entirely confident he'll win that. Well, this is kind of one I want to talk about next because it's... I could see this potentially helping Stephen Wilson with the TNT title match of Cody going up against Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. I genuinely believe that Orange Cassidy is winning this match. Yeah, I'm with you, Jack. I think Orange Cassidy, you know, he's been probably one of the most over guys on the AEW roster. And I mean, it's hard to think, you know, that Cody could be acting as like a transitional champion here. But there was a lot of uh, negative response to him defeating Brody Lee in the dog collar match this week. And I think Orange Cassidy needs that little extra boost to solidify him as a, as a mainstay of, a- of AEW because he's, he's got one over on Chris Jericho and I think now's the time for him to be recognised as a champion. See, I think this would be a more annoying than Cody beating Brody. He's like he's beaten Brody Lee, potentially got off his momentum after the Dark Order were finally feeling like they were on top, and then drops a week later to Orange Cassidy, who Brody Lee's already beaten. So like, it'd be a case of like, why didn't you just have a rematch with Orange and Brody, and then Orange wins at the second time round, and then you have a rubber match down the line? Like, what would the point be in Cody coming back to then be a transitional champion? I think that's just a super booking decision. Like, no, that I don't want to see Orange eventually win a, a title, although actually. Not right now, I don't, because if he wins the title, that means Stephen Wilson furthers the gap between me and him uh, around about eight, ninth and eighth place. So, you know, fuck Orange Cassidy. <laughs> and that's the other thing. Cody's undrafted, so it's only going to gain points for Stevie and nobody's going to lose any points as a result. Mm-hmm. I, I think there is, a, there is greater things at play here with Cody. I believe that he will lose and I believe we'll see some sort of What's, what was speculated quite a bit when FTR joined, that you'd have this FTR, Cody and Sean Spears kind of alliance. I, I can see that coming into play now. Hmm. Yeah, I actually hadn't thought much about that, but... Um, I mean, I didn't get Sean Spears on TV, but... Uh, I mean, I, I thought, you know, if if Cody ended up losing to Orange Cassidy, you know, he'd join the, the rest of the elite and go in heel. I mean, he's got dark hair, so... Like you wear dark clothes and you clearly dye your hair darker. If you're a heel, that's the that's the classic rule. <laughs> but uh, we'll go on to our World Heavyweight title match. Daniel Campbell's John Moxley as captain going up against Lance Archer. But I, I believe there's a stipulation in this match, but I can't mind what it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's like a it's it's like a is a no DQ or it's like a last man standing or something like that. I don't remember hearing anything about that. I didn't. I don't recall any stipulation being added to that. I remember they were like they played a thing talking about the last thing they fought, and that was a stipulation match because that was in Japan and a and a death match thing. But I think they may have been talking about that. 
Uh, maybe um, it, it could be that. Uh, what is he? I uh, know. Actually, I think it's a normal match. I think I was just talking to Mars. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't recall like a stipulation being announced. I think it's just. I don't know be why normal. I thought it was. Hmm. Hey ho! But uh, obviously, Scott Lance Archie has been part of your team, and now he's he failed in his quest for the TNT title. But now he's found himself in a spot to win the world heavyweight title off of John Moxley. Do you still believe that that won't happen? Uh, I find it highly unlikely, and uh, if it does, then if he does win, then fair enough for, for him. Although, where the hell was this last season, Lance? And then <laughs> it would probably, if TR retaining John Moxley loses, that would further the gap between you and Daniel. Although, I think it would still be you ahead, even if both of you are successful. But the, that gap would close just ever so slightly. And uh, and Daniel would it would still be very even between you and Daniel in terms of who would win this season. I think I think it's safe to say that one of these titles is going to change hands next week. Mm-hmm. And I think if if I was a betting man, I'd put it on the TNT Championship. Yeah, I agree. You see, I'm worried now because like if anything's going to change for whatever reason, it somehow looks like the women. And it can, it can't. Just for the sake of my team, it can't change. <laughs> I hope it doesn't change face, Scott, because I need you away from that uh, that relegation spot. But that that Saturday draft live, boys, that's that's that was another exciting week's flown by. Uh, we'll come back next week and we'll be talking about the the rest of the draft. What happened after night two? What implications that could have on Hell in a Cell? Talk about the Dynamite show, what's going to happen from NXT, SmackDown. If we'll talk about no doubt, Ryan's captain Roman Reigns retaining his uh, Universal title. Hope maybe he'll stay in the top three. But uh, that's us, Scott. Sorry, had a dreadful week, but thank you for appearing on the show nonetheless. I know it took some courage. Thank you for reminding me of my awful week. Uh, I'm I'm just sad we didn't talk about the implications of next season for Lars Sullivan. You know. You mean just triumphant return? Who's going to pick Lars Sullivan next season? You know, because everybody wants fucking Lars Sullivan. <laughs> well, if I win, I'm drafting last. If I get a fifth round pick and he's not being drafted, I'll draft him for you, Scott, just for the par. Uh, big match. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave. Again, thank you for appearing. As always, you're a good man. Yeah, thank you very much. As as are you. Oh, well, yeah. you're too kind. You're too kind, but. I'm Jack Graham. This has been Saturday Draft Live. See you next week, team. Sports Social Podcast Network.